0: A different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity, and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint, a twice a month podcast with your host, Josh C. Jones. Hey, welcome back to From My Standpoint. I'm your host, Josh C. Jones. And if you have not checked out the website from their standpoint, that's from T-H-E-I-R, standpoint.com, I suggest you go and do that. And there's some other good shows there too, Bold Identity, Bold Belief, and Disney Chat, Discussing Everything Disney. Um, and check out the blogs too for my show, from my standpoint on that website, from theirstandpoint.com. Now today I'm doing something a little different, obviously it's the first real one where there's video, but, I'm also going to read from this book. I'm in this class at church for the first part of the year called Comeback, um, The Comeback. And we're reading out of a workbook by Louis Giglio. I think I said the name right. It's actually really good. And there was a part in there that we went over this morning that I really wanted to try to do for a podcast show. And so I was writing and writing, began like... This is a story of power and strength and, you know, doing the normal We're trying to make it sound really great. Um, And then I decided, forget it. I'm just going to read from this and speak from the heart and what comes to the mind about a little bit of what I was thinking about. And let's see how this works. And so in that case, there probably won't be a random voice of questions or a random voice of reason or a random voice of common sense, which this is the second time they wouldn't be in it, but it's fine. And so in this one, we're talking about Samson and Delilah. And so I'm going to read part of this. It's Judges 16, and then see how this goes. So like one, one day, Samson went to Gaza, where he saw a prostitute. He went in to spend the night with her. And you know, how many times have we all in our lives saw something pleasing to our eyes and left our path? poisoned our foundation, went away from our standards, and followed whatever that was that was pleasing to our eyes, even though we shouldn't have, it's wrong. Um, what is that weakness in each of us that pulls us away? And when he went in with her, the people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night saying, at dawn, we will kill him. And so when we give in to sin, to that weakness, when we crack our foundation, poison our foundation by doing things we know are not right, we allow the enemy to grab a stronghold in our lives. And the enemy is always laying there in wait. And the enemy can be many things. I mean, it can be the devil with our sinful natures. It could be um, a bad person. We've read about plenty of them throughout history and stuff. Um, and if you listen to episode two, Focused or Blinded, Who is the Enemy? You'll hear how the enemy is always prowling in the darkness like a lion, waiting to strike us, waiting to pounce and devour us. And a lot of times the enemy uses division, gets us fighting each other and divided, Get it's family, friends, nations, households divided and fighting each other, and it usually starts in the mind. But Samson lay there only until the middle of the night. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate, together with the two posts, and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Now, if you're not familiar with this, Samson is the character in the Bible that has like superhuman strength. I I mean, like, um, probably not a strong Superman, but superhuman strength, you could think like Superman or Juggernaut or Colossus, um, if you follow any of those superhero things. And so he made a mistake and yet was able to get away, was able to flee and not be taken down by the enemy that was laying in wait. And they may not get you the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time or the thousandth time. But if you keep going down that path, eventually they will get you. The enemy will get you if you do not get back on the right path. And so there was something I heard too before from a, um, another preacher, Stephen Furtick, where he said, what's your standards? Where is your standard? What's your standard? Who sets your standard? And if you don't have a standard in your life, then what are you living up to what, what like he says what can you ask how can you ask god to bless you and help you and bring you up if you don't have a standard that god can bless you by and without a standard i mean you're going to keep running off into the enemy's territory and be taken down by the enemy that standard helps you decide what is right and wrong and so with Samson here, it says, sometime later, he fell in love with the woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure him in into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1100 shekels of silver. What is it that we keep trading our standards for, stepping over that line, trading the goodness, trading our morals for, uh, sacrificing ethics for? It may not always be money like her, a hundred shekels of silver. It may be prestige or a title, a, a position, uh, a new car. Think about that in your life. What do you keep sacrificing your morals, your ethics, your standards, your foundation, what do you keep poisoning your foundation for? And all this is temporary. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Why would she be asking that? I mean, she's his wife and she, she wants to know how to subdue him I mean, I guess you could say they should be sharing everything if they're a couple, but I don't know. This is something I may keep to myself. So Samson answered her, if anyone ties me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. So he tells her what she wants to hear. And then the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried, and she tied him with them, with men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the bowstrings as easily as a piece of string snaps when it comes close to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. So Samson didn't tell her the truth. He told her what she wanted to hear, but not the full truth. And what did she do with that? She turned it against him. How many, how many people in our lives have we seen that we're trusted, whether they're friends or family? And we confide in them something. And then we find out they've posted it all over social media. They've spread the word, uh, gossiped. And so many people know, and they broke their promise. They broke the truth. They didn't keep it secret. They tried to betray us. And this is exactly what the enemy will do. They'll try to get in close to you. They'll try to sweet talk you. And that's what the devil does. He makes things look enticing to the senses to our carnal appetites, and lures us in. But what did Samson do here? Well, uh, it says that Delilah said to Samson, you have made a fool of me. You lied to me. Come now, tell me how you can be tied. So she's putting the blame on him. She asked him, He told her what she wanted to hear. It wasn't the correct secret to the power of his strength. And she in turn sold him out to his enemies, the Philistines, and tied him up and tried to get him captured and killed. And yet she's saying he's the wrong one. He's the one that made her look like a fool. He's the one that should be ashamed. My goodness. But he said, if anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I'll become as weak as any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them and did the same thing with men in the room. She called and said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the ropes off his arms as if they were threads and got free again. That's twice. Twice now she's asked for a secret. He's given her an answer and she's shown betrayal. And what does she do next? Delilah then said to Samson, All this time you have been making a fool of me and lying to me. Tell me how you can be tied. Really? Once again, she throws it in his face. I'm sure we've all had that person in our lives where they are confident they have done nothing wrong, even though they have sold you out. They have broken the trust with you, broken the promises, sold you out on what you confided in them. And then when you get upset, what do they do? They turn it around and try to blame you. Think about that. If we're not in our right mind, if we don't have standards in a good foundation, we may be tricked and fall for this every single time. If we keep giving in to those weaknesses and poisoning our foundation, step by step, little over time, it all adds up. And so what happens this time? He replied, if you weave the seven braids of my head into the fabric on the loom and tighten it with a pin, I'll become as weak as any other man. And I bet you can guess what happens next. Mm -hmm. So while he was sleeping, Delilah took the seven braids of his head, wove them into the fabric, and tightened it with a pin. She did exactly what he said would cause him to go weak for the third time now. And again, she had his enemies hide in the room, and she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And again, he woke up from his deep sleep, pulled up the pin in the loom with the fabric. Three times. She used her, I would say, womanly wiles on him, got him to give an answer about his strength. And three times she sold him out. And every time she puts the blame back on him. To me, I see that as kind of an entitlement, a, um, I forgot the word, but somebody that always has to be the center of all attention and everything's about them, such as you could tell them, hey, I'm sorry to inform you, this, this person in our family has just passed away. And this is the type of person that'll say, oh, I'm so sorry, but you should hear what happened to me today. Um, I lost this, I heard about a couple other people uh, that I don't know very well, but they passed away, or I have to walk everywhere because my car won't work. Or they make everything about them, and they try to make you feel bad for not putting them as the center of attention and giving them what they want, even though in this case, like what Delilah wants, is the money and Samson to be captured and or killed, which is nothing good for Samson and so what happens then then she said to him how can you say i love you when you won't confide in me this is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength once again she's throwing trying to throw it back in his face and his weaknesses because he's allowed his foundation to be poisoned for over years and years and years of giving into his weaknesses of the sin of chasing women, and according from uh, what I understand and what we talked about this morning, his weakness is women. I mean, he kept running away, going away from God, giving into the sins, chasing women, chasing prostitutes, chasing Philistine women, women of other gods that worshipped other gods, and that just over years kept eroding Adam on the inside. What is it that you keep chasing? that you know is not right, but you keep making justifications for it and keep chasing it. And it's just eroding you on the inside and it's leading you to your destruction. We all have some sort of a Delilah in our lives and we have to be honest with ourselves to figure out what that is so we can cut that off. And so it says, with such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. Ah. Oh, such nagging. Um one thing I mentioned was usually in older age we get some hearing loss and I know with my dad and grandfather as they got older they started having some hearing losses and we always see that as a negative thing but there's a you can find a positive in everything even in the negative as the bible says God works all bad all evil for his good, for his glory. So there's positive in everything. And one thing I mentioned was, you know, if he had hearing loss, like some of us do in our lives as we get older, which apparently he didn't, but if he had hearing loss, the positive aspect of that would have been the na he probably wouldn't have heard all the nagging and he probably wouldn't have given in and told her his secret. So that's a positive right there, except he didn't have that. So she just kept nagging and nagging and nagging him. Oh, And I'm not married, at least not right now, but I hear stories of married couples and you hear, you see it in movies and shows and I can just imagine all that. But that's another story. So he told her everything and said, no razor has ever been used on my head because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as any other man. He let all those years of erosion get to him. And all those, whether it's days, weeks, months, whatever it was of nagging, get to him. He did not have that, that, that standard, that strong foundation within him to put his foot down and tell her no. Kick her out if he has to. Leave her. Um, say no to this weakness, this, this constant sin and stand up for his standard on his firm foundation. He let it erode. So. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines and said, "'Come back once more, he has told me everything.' So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. Then she called, "'Samson, the Philistines are upon you,' and he awoke from his sleep and thought, "'I'll go out as before and shake myself free.' But he did not know that the Lord had left him. The Lord gave him the blessings and the favor as long as he had his hair. And because of all that sin through all those years of not having that standard and sticking to that standard in his life and allowing his foundation to be poisoned and rotted and eroded through chasing women all those years, that weakness, that, that carnal sin of his... It all came crashing down and he just kept giving in and giving in and giving in until the point where the enemy finally got close enough to him with that one weakness and got him to confess everything and stripped his foundation from underneath him. And everything came crashing down on him. He lost everything. And so it says... Uh, Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles, they set him to grinding grain in the prison. He never saw it coming through all that sin, all that giving in, over and over and over and over again. It was eroding him inside. He never saw it, step by step, little by little. That's how the enemy works. That's how Satan works. That's how the enemy in the world works. It doesn't matter if it's a spiritual fight or a physical fight. The enemy will erode little by little, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, until they finally wear you down. Unless you have that standard in your life and that firm foundation where you can stomp them out before it gets to that point. But there is good news here, where it says, But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. So because he gave in to that weakness, and he allowed it to erode him year after year, he had to suffer the consequences of being a slave and grinding grain in the prisons. His enemies overpowered him. And for years, I'm assuming years, I need to read it more, but I'm assuming years, he was maybe just months. I don't know. But he, he suffered harshly the consequences of all those years sinning and giving in to the weakness and allowing the enemy to continue to erode him from the inside out. We rarely fall from the outside in as a person, as an individual, spiritually, as a family, as a nation. It's almost always in slow erosion from the inside out. It's an attack on the inside, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, until you're hollow, and you're divided, and your foundation is rotted, and your standards are no more. That's why it's so important to meditate day and night, every day, reaffirm yourself, the good, the positive, stop looking for the negative, Stop looking for reasons to argue with people, even on social media. Maybe you need to stay off of it for a while, but stop looking for the bad, for the negative. Look for the positive. You will find what you're looking for. At some point in some time, you'll find what you're looking for. And if all you ever find is negative and trouble and problems, then maybe that's exactly what you're looking for. And you need to change your mindset, change it to look for the positive, for the good. Meditate on goodness day and night. As for me, I meditate on God's word as much as possible. I want to fill myself with good words, with the truth, with positivity, so that I might find positivity and blessings in my life and be a positive blessing in another life. And you've got to find something that is your standard, that you will not cross no matter what. That'll help make your decisions much easier. So you won't be like Samson here where uh, he didn't have that standard and he just kept crossing that line, kept crossing that line and allowed the enemy to erode him from the inside out until finally he was no more. So find that standard of yours in your life. That'll make your decisions easier. Build yourself on that firm foundation. And I'm going to add this in here, but I've got books coming out. One, Destiny, Life or Death, Choose Your Destiny. <laughs> yes, it's already out right now. That helps you understand the five traits that we all have in our lives to help better control and shape our destiny so we can have a destiny of life and of goodness or of death and destruction. And then I've got one in the works called Entrepreneur, Five Characteristics of the Successful and Respect It that talks about things that everybody, not just an entrepreneur, but everybody can use in their lives, such as hard work, leadership. It's a really good one to read, even if you're not an entrepreneur, because I really think everyone, if they're striving to make their life better, I consider them an entrepreneur. And then I've got two more. Volume one, the foundation to your success, and volume two, your foundation in action which really talk about your foundations of what I was hinting at here. What are you basing your life upon and where is your standard gonna be based on that foundation? So I thank you for listening today to From My Standpoint and I hope uh, this helped you a little bit. It was something completely different from how I've been doing them and I won't keep doing it this way, but I hope this really helped you and I encourage you to, to find from my standpoint on your favorite podcast app and please rate review uh subscribe and share these shows and don't forget to check out the website www.fromtheirstandpoint.com that's from t-h-e-i-r standpoint.com uh, where you'll find my show and the blogs for my show from my standpoint and you'll find bold identity bold belief and disnerd chat and hopefully in the future more shows as well and obviously, there probably won't be a blog for this one because I kind of just winged it so I didn't write it beforehand. But you should still check out the blogs and the other stuff on that website. We also have books for sale on that website now as well. Uh, again, that's from their standpoint.com. Uh So thank you for tuning in. And now, what you've all been waiting for, it's the wisdom of Dad jokes. In life, we will all be subjected to having to make choices. And those choices are best served if we have standards in our lives. Standards are not bad. Having a good, strong foundation is not bad. Don't let anyone tell you you are not worth having standards. Worth having a good foundation. You are worth it. Everyone believes you are worth it. Everyone that counts. And just take Samson, for example. Samson said to the Lord, Lord, I thank you for giving me this blessing and this favor, but why have you given me all my strength in my hair? And God replied, Samson, because you're worth it. This has been From My Standpoint. A podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth. Encouraging and enlightening insight. Entertaining a new perspective. And providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.